independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I love these days. Why is that? Well, first of all, it came in beautiful, gorgeous outside, raining, right? It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Kind of warm. Got that Eden Pure smell, right, with the ox leaf, too. But then I realized I got up extra early today. Why is that? It's the British Open, kids. It's the British Open. Right, for all the chaos and craziness going outside, I center myself by watching grown men hit a little ball around and follow it because that's what I enjoy to do. It takes my mind off the ills of the world, and there are plenty of them if you look. But there's also plenty good. Our economy, kids, is not one of them. He's the Democratic president, and the Congress is controlled by Democrats. Listen, CNN's Caitlin Collins asked President Biden about inflation on December 10th. It's July now, on December 10th. And President Biden told her then that he thought December 10th was the peak of the crisis. Take a listen. And I think you'll see it change uh, um, sooner than quicker, than more rapidly than it will take than most people think. The economy is racing ahead. It's doing incredibly well. All that being said, it wasn't. Now, have we peaked? It's a possibility. But there's also other things that go into it. You know, that we that the president can't control, which by the way, he can't control a lot of these things. The one thing that it was really two things, energy. And the second thing is the amount of spending. Which I also blame on Congress, but uh, those were the things. Which are huge, massive driver. Remember, inflation is in one area of the country where it's created and then it fans itself out. That's Washington, D.C. Because they're the ones who can print money. And it's frustrating. My biggest frustration, though, isn't the economy right now. My biggest frustration in his presidency, and there's plenty of it. Let's be real. He's been an unmitigated disaster. He had a chance to do something. Coming out of an election that was bitter, January 6th, he had a chance to do something. And he failed. And you know what that something was? To surprise everybody, to not listen to the extremes in his parties, to clamp them down in his party, to look over there and say, Mitch, let's get some stuff done, right? To go to Nancy and Chuck and say, guys, we're going to give a little bit. We're not going to be rigid. We're going to be, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be malleable. We're going to be able to, we're going to do all that we can to fit into the best box that we can for the American people that's going to give them the things they need. But instead, he's been the exact opposite. He's been divisive at times. He has blamed everybody else for the ills that has gone wrong in his presidency. And it continues to be just gaff after gaff after gaff and poor choice after poor choice after poor choice. You had a chance. Nobody expected you to do anything. It's the best place to be. Nobody expects you to do anything. You're playing with house money. Everybody thinks, ah. But instead, you've done what? You've just been awful. You've been awful. And it's not getting better anytime soon. Look at it. Yesterday came out, right? Inflation, 
through the roof. Inflation, inflation, inflation. These grim inflation numbers may come as no surprise to many Americans who feel the sting of these prices every time they shop or pay the rent. But after this worse than expected report is raising real questions about where the economy is headed next. JP Morgan today said, yeah, guys, uh, we, our profit, we're down 29% in the last quarter. 29%. Where do you think it's going? We're in a recession. You don't know when a recession's here until you're already in it. I expect that we're going to find out that we contracted, which would put us in the recession. Now, it's a different kind of thing. We're not having this 2008 insanity where you've got all these horrible mortgage loans that were, you know, parsed out and broken up and handed off as, you know, and to all these other people as risky loans and, and, and the thing's going to collapse overnight. No, you're not going to have that. What you're going to have is uncertainty. What you're going to have is fear, which is going to cause people to clutch their pocketbooks a little tighter, right? Their bank accounts, they're going to put it in a vice grip. They're not going to want to spend the way that they did. And then you look at the jobless thing. That's the other thing that's weird. I don't know what to, you know, as I've been telling everybody, look, we've got jobs available. But when you forecast... You're looking to hire for not just the need now, but the need you'll have in the future. And the need you have in the future, those are the jobs that people are like, you know what, I'm going to hold off on that. I'm going to hold off on that. These are the things you look at. And if we had a president that I thought could lead, it'd be all about it. Okay, if you're a Democrat, Republican, you get the job done. He is not capable. And he's been as divisive. And he has failed over and over again. He's allowed the loudest parts of his party to be as crazy as the loudest parts of the right and cause just as much division. When nobody saw it coming, you could have been something different. But instead, you weren't. For months, the employment sector has been a much-needed hopeful sign for the economy. Layoffs have been low, hiring brisk. But with analysts warning a recession may be on the horizon and this week's bleak report on consumer prices, some are wondering if that might change soon. Last week, the Labor Department says claims rose slightly the previous week by 4,000, the highest level since January. Economists say while it may be an early sign that hiring may be slowing, the number is still historically low. But some jobs are going to get filled, and a lot of those other jobs are going to stay out there unfilled, and they may not just hire for them. And that's what you look at. As much as it's about today, it's also about tomorrow. And this president, he is just not the guy. Not the guy. Now, where is he? He's over in the Middle East. Going to sit down. Right? Because talk to the Israelis. And it's not just about oil. Can't stress this enough. It is not just about oil. While that's a big part of it, the reality is it's also about Iran. And the one thing we all have in common Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the United States is Iran can't get a bomb. We mean what we say. They have an opportunity to accept this agreement that's been laid down. If they don't, we made it absolutely clear. We will not, let me say it again, we will not allow Iran to acquire a nuclear weapon. Now, are you saying that again because it's on your little card, or are you saying that again because you mean it? I think he meant it on that one. We can't. 
he stopped short of saying, we'll do something. But that is on the table. That is absolutely 100% on the table. Right there. Israel, do you think they're going to allow them to get a nuclear bomb? How close are they? We may have pulled out of the deal. The rest of the world didn't. They didn't follow any of it. They took down all the cameras. They've done all the, they look for an excuse to continue to do the things that they have done in the past, understanding that they saw places like North Korea go out and get a nuclear bomb, Pakistan, India. And you know what? Nothing ever happened to them. But a nuclear Iran is bad for the neighborhood. Then he's got to go over to <clears throat> Saudi Arabia, and he's already said, I think he's not shaking hands. I don't know what they're going to do, bow, whatever it is. I, I, I don't know how that works over there, but I'm sure there'll be a big deal made out of it. And, you know, look, if I'm him, I don't know if I shake hands either at this point. I mean, you've got the new ninja variant that is everywhere. So, oh, yeah, it's a new ninja variant. It's everywhere, man. It's a ninja variant. Uh, the uh, uh, and so they'll come up with that, but the, the reality is, is it, a little hat in hand, absolutely. But he can look at him and say, "Look, I'm going to cut the BS. I think you killed this guy. I think you knew you killed this guy. You set it up. You did what you had to do." He's even said, "I always bring up human rights, but my position on Khashoggi has been so clear. If anyone doesn't understand it in Saudi Arabia or anywhere else, then they haven't been around for a while." Yeah, but. All that being aside, he is one journalist, and what happened to him was tragedy, and let's not forget that. But uh, we need to talk about these guys over here trying to get a damn nuclear weapon because they hate you. So what do we do here? How do we sort this out? Then you talk about the oil, which he's going to have to because I think people are expecting it. I'm expecting it. I don't think anything's going to happen. I think that ship sailed, but you talk about it. And yeah, if I'm him, I bring it up. Look, the last guy, Trump, he thought, eh, he didn't do it. You told him he didn't do it. He goes, I looked in his eyes, looked in his eyes. He said, he didn't do it. I believe him. I don't believe you. Our intelligence and everybody else's intelligence service says you guys played a massive part in it. And you were the ringleader of the whole thing. So, that being said, what do we do about oil and what do we do about Iran? He'll probably just go and go, <laughs> and his wife will say, you people in Saudi Arabia are super unique. You're like falafelists. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. A lot of stuff to get to today. So imagine this. You go to a baseball game, right? And you're like, oh, this will be fun. It's a single-A baseball game. And uh, wait do you hear what happened at the single-A baseball game to bring awareness to something. And I got to say, literally, he took one for the team. Raycon, best earbuds around. Love my Raycons. Wear them every single day. You should do the same. Summertime is here. Why not save an extra 15%? Get the best earbuds around. Eight hours of talk time. 32 hours of battery life. And different sound modes that gives you the flexibility to hyper-focus when you're listening, 
to having an awareness mode on so you can not only listen to what you know your 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 podcast your music but also kind of be aware of what's going on around there and of course the price oh my lord quarter of a price half a price of any other premium earbuds 49,000 five star reviews get your raycons now go to buyraycon.com slash chad save 15% buyraycon.com slash chad buyraycon.com slash chad chad benson show Welcome to Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. Imagine going to a baseball game, if you will. I know it's hard to imagine that. Kids don't go to baseball games. I say that. I think my son's going to a ball game tonight, actually. He was supposed to be out here last weekend, but he's got a big thing with his family, so they're going to a ball game tonight. He just likes to go because he likes the snacks. And what's not to like, right? Hot dogs. The whole nine yards. So you've got a uh, minor league team on the Eugene, Oregon, Oregon, and uh, a single A Philly. So if you guys don't understand baseball, single A, double A, triple A, so the minor leagues, so young guys, right? You know, late teens, early twenties, first, you know, out of straight out of high school, and some of them are, you know, just fresh out of college. It's their first little go round of pro baseball. So you're in all these little. You know, weird, small, itty-bitty, amazing little towns across the country, right? You know, some of them are, it's it's odd. But minor league baseball, if you're going to do baseball, no better experience. Minor league baseball. Sacramento, the Rivercats, best experience of baseball in my life. And I've been to World Series. I've done best experience all the time. I love, love, love going to minor league baseball. Because it's also fun. It's crazy. So you've got this guy, his general manager. And when I said he took one for the team, before the break, he took one for the team. Here he is singing, take me out to the ball game. Notice one of the notes he hits here. Uh, I think you'll enjoy. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. Root, root for the end. He's their GM, and while he's singing that, he's getting a prostate exam. (laughs) I wonder why kids don't like baseball. Well, first of all, if a prostate exam is what your is your target audience, (laughs) I I think you're gonna have some you're gonna have to figure something else out. I'm just saying. If that is your target audience. But he did. He was on the big screen thing. You know, they, you know the little, well, it's big screen, big as it's going to get. People filmed it. And uh, you can't really see. He's just standing there singing. But it's going on. And it's very much like Fletch, right? It's like, is it the whole hand doc? It was one of those things. Uh, but you got to give it, you know, you got to give it to him, man. Hey, way to literally take one for the team. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. It's I I wouldn't even know what to say. Like if I took Jack to see that, I'm like, oh god. Just 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 keep watching TikTok. That's all you need to do. Just that's all you need to do. Just watch your TikTok, and don't pay attention. We're gonna talk about TikTok too. I don't think people realize how big TikTok is. And the new numbers are out about TikTok, and they are crazy. I mean, they're crazy. Plus, they're trying to do something which is also crazy. 
But but the thing I found the m- most amazing, and we'll talk about it in a minute, is how crazy the numbers are with viewership. It is nuts. It really is. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of that stuff. So here is a right-wing provocateur, if you will. Uh, he is, uh, is at the Capitol, not on J- January 6th, uh, but he's at the Capitol, and he is, uh, well, he sees AOC. My favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. Watch your little selfie. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. What made me laugh is she's like, oh, my God, yeah, I'll take a selfie kind of thing. It was, and he's doing all like, oh, that's the me too. She lives for the spotlight. She's a celebrity. She that is celebrity right there. She is. She's celebrity. She's a politician who's a celebrity who lives for the spotlight. Taking pictures, signing autographs, all of that stuff, she is all about. Chad Benson show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know, I was talking about TikTok earlier. They're trying to do something, uh, which it, it, it's just it's it's too late. The genie's out of the bottle. You're not going to be able to do that in the way that I think you think you're going to be able to do that, uh, which is try to regulate like, you know, M for mature. TikTok can be the wild, wild west. One minute you're watching dogs and cats being cute together. Found my dog like this. Then your For You page serves you up a scantily clad dancer or sex tips or a violent confrontation. I will lay your out. TikTok now says it's putting content filters in place which could protect young users from mature videos. Posts will now get ratings like movies or TV shows or video games. And if parents choose, the more adult stuff will be filtered out of the kids' feed. The move comes after increasing pressure from lawmakers to make sure minors aren't randomly exposed to mature content. But you're not. I mean, it's it's first of all, you can get it anything anywhere, as producer Anthony were talking about earlier. But secondly, it's and it is weird. I mean, I joke with my uncle Paul. You guys know we talk here all the time about my my crazy conspiracy minded uncle, who's my best friend and my business partner. We're you know he he'll send me stuff randomly all day from TikTok. I'm like, do you not work on our business? And he laughs. He goes, Yes, Chad, but TikTok won't watch itself. And I'm like, I get it. But he, he, we were joking the other day, we call it kitties and boobies, if you will. Because you'll get something like, and then the next thing, it's a stripper. And you're like, what is this? It is, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. How big is it, though? 
more hours spent watching TikTok than YouTube now for kids. That's where they've moved to. They watch it from, you know, my kids love it. They'll scroll through it. You know, it's like Jack, Jack's like me and, 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 and you know, uh, where, where he'll, he like, you know, he's got his video games. He'll play them. And then there's a, there's a time when it's like, all right, I got to go do something. And then he'll go out and you know, skate around and he goes in his garage. He's got a workout area to play hockey inside of there. He's got like the fake ice where he goes back and forth and does his little stuff. And, and so there, there for him, that's the way I always, I always was. But there are people that will sit there and they'll scroll for hours. It's just my. It's just like, just flip, 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 flip. But our attention span is so much shorter, 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 shorter. What's our future generation? What's what's social media look like in five years? It's just going to be called Blink. What do you do? Blink? Did you see it? Oh my god, it was crazy. Blink? Oh my god, it was crazy. Oh my, oh, oh this is the crazy. Oh my, that's all it's going to be. It's just, it's, we, it's nuts. It is. But when you think about YouTube and the amount of hours that young people consume on it, TikTok, though, as far as viewership, as far as watching it, is is blowing it away. The issue is there's no money to be made on TikTok. That's what the influencer will tell you. You could have 500 gazillion views. You make money, but it's not like YouTube. You have the same amount of views on YouTube. It's, you know, you're making millions. Same thing with Instagram. You got those kind of fall. You're making millions. Not the same on YouTube, uh, on TikTok yet. And the Chinese are also stealing all your information. So that sucks. Let's not do that. Okay? Okay? Speaking of not doing stuff, right? Look at you, California. Stole my money the other day. I'm looking at you, Portland. I'm looking at you, Seattle, D.C., New York. You're closing things. What things would those be? Starbucks. What? Yeah. For a lot of reasons. Where do we start? First and foremost, let's just, let's hear why, right? Some of these places are closing these things. Let's hear that. Starbucks is closing six local stores, five in Everett and one, I should say five in Seattle and one in Everett because of all the crime nearby. Those five stores in Seattle will close at the end of this month, July 31st. You can see these addresses. They're spread out between the Central District, Capitol Hill, up in Roosevelt, and then downtown as well. Two of those stores, by the way, the employees have unionized, but the company says workers will be reassigned and still receive representations. The store on Everett on Highway 99, that actually closed down last month, and it will stay closed. Well, why? The question is why? Well, few things, right? One of the things they're talking about is uh, uh, the unions and the people that unionize say, well, this is revenge. This is revenge. It's revenge for unionize. Is there a possibility of that? Of course there is. Or is it the fact that many of these places, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, D.C., New York, uh, you've allowed these places in and around there to become hell with some cappuccinos that's what you've allowed people don't want to go there they're worried for their employees safety 
I don't have to spend too much time on what's going on in the country and how America has become unsafe. Uh, but you all read the press release of the last couple of days about the fact that we are beginning to close stores that are not unprofitable. But we're closing stores as a result, almost 60 now, 25 in the SSC and the rest in the field. We had one yesterday in San Antonio. But in all of those sessions, it has shocked me that one of the primary concerns that our retail partners have is their own personal safety. Yeah, their own personal safety. You've allowed these places, and I'm not talking the Starbucks. And Starbucks, by the way, is also bringing up the fact that they're starting to look at all kinds of things like their bathroom policy. Right? Cities that allow theft just willy-nilly. But just getting into these places. Portland, how many times? I You have no idea how many times I talk to people from up there, and they'll tell me just, Chad, it's, you don't even know. I said, oh, I do know. I do know. I do. I had a, a King Lasik. So we was throughout, you know, in Seattle and, and, and Portland and, and, and down here uh, in, in Arizona now. I was talking to them the other day. They said, the doctor, one of their doctors, he goes, it's gotten so bad that I'll come outside and there's people sleeping on my car. In Starbucks, they just said, we can't do this. We can't do this. Stepping over people to get in there, people just staying there all day who who are struggling with all kinds of issues in life and people going in the bathroom and doing all kinds of horrific things. And then we heard the stories that go along with it about what happens in our bathrooms. The issue of mental illness and the issues of homelessness and the issues of crime. And Starbucks is a window into America. We have stores in every community and we are facing things in which the stores were not built for. And so we're listening to our people and closing stores. And this is just the beginning. There are going to be many more. Yeah. That's something right there. That is absolutely something. Well, you sit there and you're going, I can see it. I can see it. Everybody knows where the good Starbucks is. And everybody knows the place where you go. And it's like, it's, uh, I don't want to go in there. It's gross. Or you go in the bathroom like, this is disgusting. This is disgusting. But the safety side of it, because cities across the country have just allowed so many people to just run willy-nilly and do whatever they want, and you're not allowed to go, I think that person's mentally ill. No, 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 no. You can't do that anymore. Then they're going to talk about doing, apparently, uh, shooter drills as well, active shooter drills. How are these baristas supposed to brew a latte with one hand and hold up stick-up artists with the other? Starbucks is now going to start having their baristas do active shooter training. You know, the kind of training that Secret Service agents get. It's like a third-world country out there in these Democrat-run cities. Yeah, in a lot of these places, it's a hot mess. It truly is. These big cities that have just allowed this to happen over and over again, and then back to the bathroom. Last year, Starbucks kicked out some homeless guys from their bathroom and got some bad headlines. So they decided to open their bathrooms to anyone in the entire city who wanted to just walk right in. Well, boy, did that backfire. Starbucks bathrooms make a Chinese wet market look pristine now. So now you have to buy a cup of coffee like a customer to sell heroin in the bathrooms. He's right, though. Right, because it seemed like the, the 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 good thing to do. It seemed nice. 
It seemed nice. But while trying to be nice, you've hurt everything else around there. Crime, again, I go back to it over and over again. I don't know who thinks it's a great idea to allow people to run willy-nilly. I don't know who, Jessa Bodine, gone in San Francisco, right? You go and look at George Gascon. He's going to be gone in Los Angeles, right? you got Adams and you've got Fox and all these other progressives who just allow people to do whatever they want. And people are now starting to say, we've had enough. And once the businesses, like, start to really leave, nothing goes back in there, you're going to see what really starts to take place, and they're going to be gone sooner rather than later. It's not about not having empathy and understanding, but it's also not about allowing people to just run willy-nilly. Somewhere in there, common sense has to start to prevail. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Driving in this morning. Oh, thunderstorms. Thunder. The thunder. I got out and I was like, it's my Oxyleaf 2. It is now taking over the entire city of Phoenix. Oxyleaf 2 thunderstorms are truly amazing. The best air purifiers you're ever going to have. Plug them straight in. Absolutely so quiet. Like you could not believe. No filters to buy. 265,000 sold. And right now you have a chance to get the best air purifiers around. The ones that destroy the odors, they don't mask it. The ones that you don't have to buy filler, uh, uh, any of those filters or stuff for. You just plug it in and let them do their thing, and you will smell the difference in moments. You're going to save $200, and it's simple and easy. You go to impuredeals.com, you're going to get free shipping, and you get three of them, and you're going to save $200 by using code CHAD3. That's simple. EdenPureDeals.com, use code CHAD3 to save $200 on the best air purifiers around. And did I mention free Shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Use code CHAD3. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Chad Benson Show. To be free. I am not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. <gasps> Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. My views on Khashoggi have made been absolutely, positively clear. Um, and I have never been quiet about talking about human rights. Biden, going to meet with the Saudis. Obviously, we know what happened. And if you guys don't know the story, here's a quick breakdown to keep it simple. Uh, Khashoggi, Jamal Khashoggi, the most influential voice of freedom in the Middle East, fact so much so that he no longer was there kids live here he was a resident here worked for the washington post he was in turkey went to an embassy because he was going to marry his girlfriend i think they were going to do something while there he was caught tortured murdered by the saudis pointing strictly back to MBS, who's the crown prince, and on the campaign trail, Biden said he was going to make them a pariah for the world. Well, with oil where it is, inflation where it is, uh, Iran getting closer to a nuclear weapon, 
It, this is what politics, but this is also what the, the geopolitical world looks uh, looks like, right? It looks ugly at times. It, it, you're 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 in an area of places that you know. I, I don't want to be around these people. I don't like these people. They hate us. They hate our ways. They hate everything about us. They like our money. But that being said. This is something we've got to do. And I always go back. If you've never seen Lord of War with the arguably the greatest actor of our generation, Nicolas Cage, and it was it was brilliant. The end of the movie with with Ethan Hawke, who's this guy who's chasing him, and, and he's just an arms dealer, right? And he talks about the fact that, you know, our president, our people can't be seen with some of these people. They can't be seen in areas with some of these people. So they call him people like him. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's what politics is. Did you guys see yesterday with John Bolton? I planned coups. <laughs> what? People freaking out. I'm like, of course. They. That guy has wanted to fight a war with everybody. Is it because he loves America so much? Oh, well, he loves America. But he loves his buddies over who get those fat Pentagon contracts and, you know, but he's all talking. But he said it so, like, eh, I'm trying to be anywhere. I, yeah, coup, coup, yeah, coup. That's, that's, that's what they do. There are always people that you look around and you say, who's that guy in this picture? And who's that guy? Uh, those are the guys that you don't know about that uh, allow us to sleep a little easier at night, is, is what I'm going to say. 323. Five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us. Speaking of war, if we're gonna go to war, we better get Maverick. Not anymore, Leonardo DiCaprio. Top Gun Maverick just beat out Titanic as Paramount's highest-grossing movie of all time in North America. Everyone here is the best there is. As of Tuesday evening, Top Gun Maverick has earned just shy of $602 million in the U.S. and Canada, inching past Titanic's $600.7 million, unadjusted for inflation. Maverick is now the 12th highest-grossing film of all time in North America, but it'll have to turn on its jets if it wants to beat Titanic's worldwide gross which sits at just over $2 billion compared to Maverick's $1.2 billion. Yeah, and it's probably not going to do that because it didn't get into China. And that's a big thing. you got to get into China. Uh, and I would say, look, you know, it's, uh, it's very interesting when, when, you, when you talk about, like, adjusted for inflation. Okay, that's true. You know, Avatar is the number one movie of all time. It's done two point almost three billion dollars. Avengers Endgame did two point seven nine eight seven. Titanic is third. But the reality is, as much as you adjusted for inflation, you have to do the same thing for the cost of the movie, <laughs> right? Because the cost of the movie also goes up. It's not like oh, ticket prices went up and the movie cost a hundred million dollars to make, but it would cost a hundred million ten years ago. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. And trust me, they'll figure out a way to make a make this thing a loss. Currently, Maverick sits at 22 of the top grossing movies of all time. That's uh, that's pretty good. It's a good gig if you can get it. A lot of Fast and Furious on here. I just want to point that out to you guys. I just want to point that out. There's a lot of Fast and Furious. A lot of Harry Potters. Uh, Wolf Warrior 2. How good was Wolf Warrior 1? I don't know. It must have been really good. 
323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Avatars number one. Avengers 2, Titanic 3, Star Wars Episode 7, The Other Avengers, Spidey-Man, No Way Home, Jurassic World, Lion King, The Avengers, and Furious 7. Funny thing is, Titanic, 1997. Ooh, them some years, right? Exactly. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, your Twitter, Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson we're just talking about this guy named alex stein if you guys haven't heard he is on the uh, capital uh i guess yesterday and uh aoc wandered by and uh he got really creepy and weird and it's 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 well you listen my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. Watch your little selfie. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Woo! I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. So, uh, and now she's upset. Uh, and it's a uh, don't. Here's what you do with trolls: ignore them. That's it. Like, was he objectifying her? Yeah, she she talks about it all the time. Of course, men do that. Men are men. We're first of all, we're visual creatures. Is it right? No. But ladies, if you knew <laughs> what your guys thought about through the day, who was that comic uh, that said that? Was it Daniel Tosh? <laughs> if you knew what your guy thought about through the day, the last thing you would do is go home and cuddle him. <laughs> but she's also like, she went over and like gave her the peace sign and took like a quick selfie because she's a celebrity. Is it wrong that he's like talking about her big booty? Stuff like that? Eh, you know what? He's He's a troll. What do you expect? He's looking for a reaction out of you so he can grow his fan base. And so we went and looked him up. And he's got Conspiracy Castle. And uh, what else does he have? He has the, uh, he's got about 200,000 followers on YouTube. I tried to do YouTube. You know, like, I just don't care. I know that sounds weird. It's just like, you have to be nuts to get tons of people, I think, to, to pay any attention to you. And I, that, 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 no part of that. And you've got to repeat the same talking points over and over, depending on what side of the aisle you're on. And that I can't do, as you guys know, if you've listened to my show. I'm like, eh. Trump's the greatest of all time. I'm like, nah, no. Trump's the worst of all time. I'm like, no, no, no. 
He's none of those things. But it's a cult. Even my uncle said yesterday, for the first time ever, he goes, "Yeah, it's a cult." I said, "I think so too. I think I think I think that the the, the there is a lot of that because people can't separate." themselves and then they become that troll-like person that goes out there and let's talk about destroying the swamp that's low-hanging fruit just like on the left right all the people that cheer it's like oh yeah 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 men can totally have babies you're like what no no they can't <sighs> just crazy but yes I, I i thought originally when i heard it like he's like oh you're a hot tamale with your big booty aoc i thought well that's a little scummy you're a troll don't go over and engage him. But then you went and took that, and 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 are you doing it in a in a smarmy way, or are you doing it in a the selfie in a oh somebody wants to pay attention to me? Because there's also that right. These people across the board in this world who are like, oh, I can't believe I'm being objectified, or I can't believe this, or I can't believe that. And then the whole time they go to TikTok and Twitter and everywhere else to do that. Because they like the attention, right? It's the don't look at me, but pay attention to me. Ooh, I love it, AOC. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. Hot, hot, hot like a tamale. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Uh, recession. Are we in it? Is it a possibility? I think we are very, very close to finding out what kind of recession we're actually going to be in. Because I feel like we're already in a recession, waiting to find out. Like all these, you know, the jobs will be. Normally, it's it's when everything starts to go south, right? Everything kind of happens at once. So overnight, boom. I remember when, uh, like, COVID. So when COVID and the word pandemic hit, and America is declaring a pandemic along with the World Health Organization, overnight, advertisers across the board said, "Okay, you know what." We're going to hold off. Jobs, people are looking at jobs. Is jobs one of those things? Because I think we're going to be in a situation where there will be employment opportunities for people. Unlike 2008, when everything went to hell in a handbasket for a lot of people, and overnight they were, they were just done. But I don't think people are hiring for the future. I think they're hiring for today. They're not hiring for next week, next month, next year. For months, the employment sector has been a much-needed hopeful sign for the economy. Layoffs have been low, hiring brisk. But with analysts warning a recession may be on the horizon and this week's bleak report on consumer prices, some are wondering if that might change soon. Last week, the Labor Department says claims rose slightly the previous week by 4,000, the highest level since January. Economists say while it may be an early sign that hiring may be slowing, the number is still historically low. Yeah, and then here's something else to think about. You've got ridiculously high numbers for inflation. Prices they're expecting go even higher. People looking around at the Fed and saying, what are you going to do? How much can you raise it? Inflation is, this is it. This is, this is what it's all about, the economy. The economy, stupid. You can deal with a lot of the other chaos in life if financially you're sitting okay. 
But if you're struggling financially and there's other chaos going on, you know what happens? It just compounds. Like compound interest just starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all hell breaks loose. Inflation is unacceptably high. And that's something that's evident from Wednesday's report. Um, And I believe it's appropriate that it's our top, it should be the top priority to bring inflation down. Wow. She's just. She's so just, she just captures you, Janet Yellen, with her, just makes you sit there and you look and you're like, my goodness me, you're just crushing it. Like, I will follow you anywhere. I don't think you're being honest. No, I'm not. It's ugly. It is ugly. I was talking to people over the last couple of days that, that own businesses and they're in a position right now where they're like, you know, I need five people. I'm going to hire five people. I really need 20, but those are for things we're going to do. I'm not doing that now. I'm going to spend as I go as opposed to getting, you know, advertising, doing things out further because I just, I'm worried. And I'm like, I get it, man. I absolutely get it. And with prices going through the roof, people are uncomfortable spending for tomorrow. They are. They're uncomfortable. And why wouldn't they be? When you look at the, I mean, I I continue to go and the price of food is just insane. It really is. Because I do do a lot of shopping. And I notice, like I said, I'm like, I don't know what Cocoa Puffs are supposed to cost, but I know it ain't that. (laughs) And I expect more from my Cocoa Puffs, by the way, too. How much air can you put in one bag? It's not even Cocoa Puffs. It's Cocoa Puff at this point. Typical American family, they're having to spend almost $500 more a month just to buy the same goods and services they bought a year ago. So a lot of financial pain. Yeah. You think about that. That's that's 6000 a year. And we all know that for some, it's it's around there. For others, it's a lot more than that. For me, it's a lot more than that. With gas prices where they are, the amount that I drive, the fact that apparently my kids have never-ending appetites, it's, it's, it's crazy. That's not a winning opportunity for the Democrats. You better figure out how to start messaging this stuff in a much better way because coming out yesterday and Biden's like, oh, you know, well, this, this, you know, uh, we expected a little bit of this, and, and, and but don't you worry because things are kind of, You failed again. Let's go back. Jake Tapper, who's been really good lately, where he's just been a journalist and asking real questions. Wanted to point out to somebody who works in the White House, one of their, their muckety-muck, you know, you know spokes holes, hey, uh, Biden's already swung and missed at the, oh, this is the top. He's the Democratic president and the Congress is controlled by Democrats. Listen, CNN's Caitlin Collins asked President Biden about inflation on December 10th. It's July now, on December 10th. And President Biden told her then that he thought December 10th was the peak of the crisis. Take a listen. And I think you'll see it change uh, um, sooner than quicker, than more rapidly than it will take than most people think. The economy is racing ahead. It's doing incredibly well. Swing and a miss. Bada, 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 bada. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. 
Tiger drove it straight down the middle at St. Andrews. Next shot, right in the water. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I love golf. I do. I do. Love it. It's a frustrating, fun sport to play. It is. It is a frustrating, fun sport. It's kind of like politics. But the difference is, at the end of the day, eh, nobody, nobody, nobody got hurt. And we all got to go home. Maybe the clubs got hurt. Maybe a house or two got hurt. But we're okay. Politics, not so much. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Features my dog Doodle every single day. Give it to my young dogs, too. Dr. Dennis Black put this together, and it's amazing. It truly is. And I'll tell you why. Because it's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-3, 6, 9, all this incredible stuff. But the beauty of it is you just sprinkle it on top of the food. We never change any of our dog's food. They said, nah, don't do that. You don't have to worry about that. Just, just don't worry about that. Just You watch what happens. My dog Doodle, his hips don't hurt. His joints don't hurt. He's happier. He's healthy. He's got more energy than ever. That can be your dog. And guess what? Here's a price that will fit you right. Cover the cost of shipping. They're going to give you a bag for free. You try it out. What do you have to lose? Nothing. What do you have to gain? A lot, especially for your pets. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. Go there. Try it now for free. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio medium rare and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Lift off. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending on the webs of the inter and the net. Start with uh, Twitter today. Because uh, I don't know if it's, it was, somebody said earlier today it was, uh, it was down, and now it's back up. I don't know. Looks to be working. So far, so good. We'll let you know. Let's find out what's twinny, uh, twittering, if you will. Fluttering of the hearts. Inflation. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Biden's fist bump fiasco muddles bid to avoid MBS handshake. Yes, that's right. Biden's over there, and he's like, hey, I'm going to take this craziness on the road, kids, on the road. Man survives 18 hours at sea by clinging onto a football lost by boys on a beach. Things happen for a reason. They do. They do. Dozens of people reported missing after devastating flash floods in rural Virginia. Horrific scenes. If you've not seen it, nature will mess you up. And nature did what nature does. She does not care. When she's going to unleash, she unleashes. And it is it is, it is, is not good. And we're talking a lot of people missing. Uh, and just areas that are just flattened. Because water, mud, all of it just awful. Horrible. Head on over to uh, the Google. Trending right now. Uh, the Open. The championship. The championship is trending. That's right. The British Open is trending right now. Inflation still trending. Bastille Day. Trending. Tiger Woods. Trending. By the way, he just uh, did not start great today. Let's just put it that way. First shot straight down the middle. It's exactly what you want on that first tee, right? Looks good. Maybe take an iron out or a hybrid. You know, get it out there about, uh, you know, 250. Perfect. Second shot, right in the drink. Starts out minus two. Uvalde, 
video deepens Uvalde family plans. Uh, I mean, pain and and the plan now is I I, I don't know how many because you know it's not just the Uvalde police that were involved. Can we let's let's just revisit this for a second? There were several departments that are all involved in this, and uh, listen to a couple of people on the way in today. You know, because let's, let's remind everybody that the first thing they did, and Jake Tapper talked about it after the incident was high five each other and give each other praise. Can we just thank everybody for the amazing work they did today? And you're like, and then you see it and you're like, is that guy putting on hand sanitizer? The one guy scrolling through his phone. How pissed are you if you're a parent right now? How apoplectic are you? How, how do you not want to pick up a gun and find that guy? And the thing is, He's got the, uh, the screensaver of the Punisher. The Punisher. You know who would have went in there? The Punisher. Who's the Punisher? It's Frank Castle, right? It's a cop, undercover agent. Everybody thinks he's dead. His family gets killed. And then he's kind of seen again. Next thing you know, he's the Punisher. He's got black T-shirt with like the skull face on it. He would have went in there. That's what the Punisher does. He punishes. While you're swiping right or left, while you're TikToking, their kids are dying. Man. And the Buck Moon. What did you say about the moon? It's the Buck Moon. Driving in today, man, it was crazy. So... Last night, because we had some storms here and stuff, and I was like, uh, you could kind of see it was going in and out because it was very much like Transylvania. I was like, ooh, yeah. I'm like, if you're a werewolf, this is nice. On the way in today, it was like that. But as I got closer to work, it kind of opened up more. And, man, that moon is crazy. It was the biggest of the four giant moons we've had in a row. There's another one coming next month. But the buck moon was massive, kids. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. You now know what's trending on the interwebs. Uh, the other thing trending is Army Hammer. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Abortion. That's still out there, kids. Talk about that as well. It's Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Check out the Twitter. You don't tweet anymore. Not really. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, it's because everybody's miserable. Facebook. My uncle runs Facebook on there. <laughs> I don't even know what he puts. He's the biggest troll. Guys, can we get producer Phil, biggest troll in the world is? Uh, that would be your uncle. Yeah. So who knows what you get there? <laughs> no idea. He even gets surprised. He's like, man, sometimes I worry about me. <laughs> I worry about you as well. So we were talking about, like, one of the things trending is Army Hammer. If you don't know who Army Hammer is, he starred in uh, uh, The Man from Uncle, J. Edgar, uh, 
the Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp. It should have just been called Tonto with the Lone Ranger. Uh, but uh, and call me by your name. And he was a big star, I think, in that uh, God, what was that TV show on HBO that everybody likes with the the movie uh, the star that was in it. You know, it's like the whole thing wrapped around with Turtle and all of them. He was on that. And uh, he has an issue, apparently. And the issue is he wants to eat people, in particular people he's dated and or was married to. So once it all got out, that he was kind of weird and that maybe he had done some stuff, not that he had murdered anybody or ate them. Uh, the <laughs> None of those. Things. But you want to talk about a fall from something. It's a guy who had it all. You listen to his name, Army Hammer. Well, that sounds familiar. Yeah. His great-grandfather was Armand Hammer. Petroleum, you know, Occidental, the, the, the big giant you know, Occidental Petroleum Company, all of the stuff, all of that, that's his his great-grandfather and stuff. So he was born into some cash. And then it just got weird. And, you know, the allegations came out, abuse allegations. It's weird. He said the message, and this is it, he denied the message was real originally, called them an online attack. Right, that he had sent to various women's about sexual fantasies, including violence, rape, and cannibalism. And you're like, oh. And I'm like, really? Like that's 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 weird. That's uh, that's odd. Like cannibalism, huh? You want to eat people? Mm. So now, where does he work? Apparently. People are saying he works because, uh, okay, so the Grand Cayman Islands, apparently that's where his ex-wife lives and their kids live, and he's there selling timeshares. And then he wasn't selling timeshares, but then he was this, and it's like, it's crazy. And then people are asking the question, yeah, I mean, it's weird, but like, why are you shaming a guy for having to get a regular job? I said, I don't think it's so much about the regular job. I'm like, you're still thinking about the cannibalism? I'm still thinking about the cannibalism thing. I'm still thinking about that part of the whole thing. Not the regular job. Not we're like, hey, man, his life sucks so bad he's got to do a regular job like you. It's not that. It's the fact that he wanted to cut women's ribs out and eat them. Think I'm going to be a second gate? Now, how much of that was really just went into rehab? Is that what you all do? Well, is there a rehab for that? <laughs> do they have that now? Oh, they got rehab for everything. Like milk, they have it for everything. Have you ever gone to the store with milk? You walk down the aisle? I'm like, what is all this? This is milk. There's a lot of milk here. Tons of milk. Oat milk. Cashew milk. Right, that's a new one. There's some milk now that you never have to refrigerate it in the last a month. I'm like, oh, that sounds gross. Oh, my Lord. So is he or isn't he? I don't know. But it's not the shaming him for having a regular job. Dude's got to eat. Dude's got to work. Right? That's, you know, that, that, that industry, like all these industries, they're fleeting. Yeah, you can become uber successful and you can be worth 
tens of millions of dollars and never have to worry again. But you can also, a lot of these people you see on television, they they live paycheck to paycheck. Like a lot of other, even people that do, you see on regular TV shows at times, live paycheck to paycheck. They don't live super large. They got to hustle. And that includes taking regular gigs. It's still the cannibalism thing, though. I think that's what gets people. Are you the guy that's... And you know there's going to be ladies like, I think he's sexy. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. It's still out there. The abortion questions. Is it legal? Is it not legal? Can you do it? Can you not do it? Is this state here? What if I cross the line? All of those things. People don't know. And over the last couple of days, you know, we, we played Josh Hawley yesterday talking or getting into it with uh, Professor Bridges from Berkeley about, you know, people with uteruses. And she, you know, that, that exchange was just wacky. She's like, do you think that, uh, she said to him, do you think that men can have babies? And he's like, no. She goes, that's because, that's because you're denying trans existence. I'm not denying anybody's existence. But it's all about abortion, right? Like, that's what this big thing is about. It's abortion, abortion, abortion. I've said over the last several weeks since this thing first came out, eh, you can get mad at the justices all you want. By the way, they're just interpreting the law as they see it. Well, that's because they're, they're, they're ad, you know, they're, they're nothing but uh, activists. And no, they're, they're looking at it in a different way than somebody who is on what they would call, by the way, there shouldn't be conservative justices or liberal justices. There should just be justices. That's it. Justices. It's the interpretation. That's what it's all about. Originalist, institutionalist people look at it and say, I'm looking at this Constitution, and based on the Constitution, based on what's in here, there is nothing over here that fits into that. And the other people who are who are basically believe that the Constitution is a living, breathing thing, they look at it and they say what? They say, well, no, 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 no. There is. It's not looking hard enough. And, and, and you know what? This thing was supposed to be malleable. It's supposed to be able to breathe. And, and so th- we can put it under this. But I've gone back over and over again and said, you you guys, you had a chance to codify it as they would say. You had a chance to get this thing in law. You had a chance to do a lot of things, and you didn't do it. You failed. And now it's gone to hell in a handbasket. You got, uh, so was it a Harvard law professor came out and said that the justices should, should never know peace again, that everywhere they go should be harassed. They're paying $250. So if they go into a restaurant and you're a busboy or you're a waiter or you're just even a patron, if you call somebody and tell them they're there they'll they'll activate right away and down people will come and 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 that's we all know that's going to end horribly so they've been having all of these these hearings for the last few days and remember it's it's feelings it's craziness it's anger 
There's been some notion out there in state legislatures that they are going to bring legal action against uh, health care providers and against women themselves if they travel outside of states where abortion is banned to a city uh, like Chicago or a state like Illinois. I mean, I have to tell you, as an African-American, what I hear when I hear that is fugitive slave laws like were back in the day where they're chasing people who are seeking freedom. It's the same kind of dynamic. Yeah. Lori Lightfoot. Yeah. Right. That's the kind of rhetoric you can remember when she said to F Clarence Thomas. And then like a day later, she's like, we really need to bring our rhetoric down. <laughs> like, okay. So when you go in front of these things, what do you have? You have people that are out there who are, uh, you know, they're bringing these women up there, and these women want to go and testify and talk about this, and this is what it's all about. Here's the thing. If you ask most Americans, do you think abortion should be legal? They'll say, yeah, you know, up until a certain point. I think, uh, you know, whether or not I'm fine with it doesn't matter. I think there should be that choice up until 12 weeks, 15 weeks, whatever it is. And then, remember, and I think a majority of Americans are like, that's fine. But like everything else, the majority of Americans also, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to pay for it. I think Bill Clinton said it best. It needs to be safe. It needs to be legal. And it needs to be rare. And I think a lot of people feel that way. It's when you get to the extremes. And this is where people lose the plot. This is uh, Kristen Brandy. Uh, She wants to. For some, abortion is liberation. There's a lot of good that comes from a people's ability to access abortion, and I want to celebrate that. And there's several people celebrating, you know, and and look, I understand, look, you're 20, you're 19. It's, you know, you you made a mistake is the way you look at it. You you want to handle it. Uh, It's going to cost you a lot of things. It's going to, you know, ruin your life the whole nine yards. I get it. I was terrified when I was younger. I didn't want, you know, I I didn't want to want to have a kid. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want any part of that. I get that. I think the problem is is when it becomes so political and so out of control. And when 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 it stops being something where you can have a conversation and say, "Look, I think 12 weeks is good. I think after 12 weeks you can't make up your mind. You kind of made up your mind." I think we can all agree if your baby that you're carrying, his brain's on the outside, his organs are inside out, and it's not going to survive, no. No. If you've been raped, if you, we, we can go down all of the things that, are, that, that, that common sense says, you know, know the 10-year-old in Ohio, who, by the way, they did charge a guy. Should not have to carry that child sorry but it is uncomfortable because we can't have the conversation because once we get to emotions away it goes once we get to any part of 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 emotions it's gone we can't do that we want to get somewhere we gotta we gotta talk about it we do, and we don't. We argue, we fight, we scream, we yell. What we don't do is find solutions. And what we also don't do, and this is the first thing that I think people need to start learning is, you, A, you don't deserve everything. 
And B, you do have to give a little. I'm always amazed. So many people in this world today would rather have 100% of nothing than 10% of a lot. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson, shows your Twitter. We're going to keep with the abortion theme, but this time a little bit different. Andrew Schultz, uh, if you guys don't know who he is, a comic. He did something I thought was very smart, and it's paid off for him. Uh, but it has to do with what Amazon tried to get them to do and what he decided to do, and all because of abortion. And he's a comic. And by the way, he's a comic that pulls no punches. Pulls no punches. Talk about that straight ahead. Healthy cell. It's great. Take it every single day. I take my, it's an ingestible gel. So instead of buying, you know, 40 different supplemental vitamins, of which I got to take three of these, I take this one thing of healthy cell for my immune system. And it works amazing. Immune super boost. It's got vitamins, minerals, all the things that I need in an ingestible gel. So that means my body absorbs it. My body soaks it up fast. As opposed to the pills, which they don't break it down right, never gets in your bloodstream. It's just, don't do that. I take REM sleep, focus and recall. It's great. If you're, if you're serious about your health and you don't want to take 15 giant pills, do what I do. Get Healthy Cell. Go to HealthyCell.com slash Chad. 100% guaranteed. If you don't like it, send your money back. No questions asked. You're going to get 20% off your first order. HealthyCell.com slash Chad. HealthyCell.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Irreverence? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. Ladies, uh, I am with you. I think it's your body, your choice. I agree with you on that. 100%. I agree with you when you say that men should have no say in the decisions you make with your bodies. Those are your decisions to make and yours alone. And I feel that way because uh, at the end of the day, when we all go up to heaven and God's like, why are we all killing babies? We're going to be like, y'all. <laughs> I think they're very clear whose decision this was, God. Uh, <laughs> looks like you need to pay for your sins, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I paid for your sins. <laughs> oh, you can't joke about that. Well, Amazon didn't want him or whoever it was, Netflix. Oh, they, they asked me, oh, yeah, take that out. That's a bit much, you know. It's a, take that out of your special. And Andrew Schultz uh, said, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, then we're not going to play your special. So here's the story. Basically, my special was with the streamer. Then we sent the streamer a finished version of the special and they kind of freaked out and they said, you know, we can't put this out. You know, these jokes are wild. We don't want to deal with the backlash. So you're going to have to edit some of these jokes or just cut some of these jokes out entirely. Some of you probably know this about me. I'm a very stubborn guy. Long story short, I took my life savings and I bought my special back. That's some cojones there. So he goes, he buys his special back, and there's a reason for that, because he is who he says he is. Andrew Schultz is exactly who he says he is. If you ever seen him, he's got a he's got a show on YouTube and stuff, and, and, and but he's just a dude, and he's real. I don't know if this is going to work. I hope it does, but ultimately, it's up to you guys. I think people like real, authentic comedy, and uh, I think that they would prefer that and some watered-down corporate boardroom bullshit. I feel that way because I perform in front of thousands of people every single night, and 
they seem to really enjoy these jokes that are too offensive, could cause too much uh, backlash. Yeah. And it's paid off well for him. I don't know what he ended up having to spend to buy it back. What I do know, though, is he's made uh, about a million and a half bucks rather quickly off that. And I think it shows you. You bet on yourself in a situation like that. The bad press, but... Once again, you've got a streamer coming in and asking a question. He is taking comedy of something right now that is in, in, in the world's view, right? Everybody's out there. They're talking about it. He is taking something. He's giving it a political spin. He's giving it a comedy spin. He's giving it a real-life spin. And he's breaking it down in a societal way that you look at it and you, and you maybe think about something. Oh, yeah. Right? But you're telling him, no, we don't want that. That's fine. It's your platform. I totally get that, right? It's, it, it, it's, your, it's your platform. And that's why he went and bought it back from him. It's like, what's it going to cost? And he spent everything he had, brought some cash, did whatever he got to do. I'm going to get it back, and I'm going to take it because I think this is good enough. I think this is real enough. And people respond. People want to see real. They don't like fake. So the politicians don't get that. They don't like fake. People don't like it. The people that re- the cult side of the of the world does, but the average person doesn't. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Check out the podcast. Grab wherever podcasts are available, which is usually somewhere on the internet, probably on your phone, which is where the internet is also located. It's the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson ah excited watching a little bit of the old uh british open makes me smile i love it reminds me of playing golf in england links courses are fun guys i'm telling you guys links courses are fun if you don't know what that is if you're looking at uh, uh st andrews right so you, you go out there and you look at this the home of golf where golf's the birth of golf and you watch it. It's just basically a giant park with a, with little sand traps everywhere. But it's very undulating and it's weird and it's it's awesome. You know, you, you play Lynx golf in a way you never play anything else. I just love golf. Love me some golf. It makes, you know, for all the chaos, for all the craziness, for all the lunacy, for all the stuff. You know what it does to me? It makes me relax. A game that should be frustrating. A game that should, but it. It relaxes me. It's one of the things I was telling my wife the other day about what I do is because I do a ton of voiceovers. And she goes, why do you like doing all of these things? I said, well, you know, I said, I love this. But there's never a completion. You know what I mean? There's a show tomorrow. There's a, with, with, when I do certain things, there's a completion. Like when I do voiceovers, right? Like uh, yesterday, a little insight. I do a ton of voiceovers across the country. And 
It's here it is, start to finish. I build something. It's a commercial. I got a couple other voices on it, or maybe I'm doing a couple other voices. There's sound effects. There's all There's a completion. It's done. You get sent it off to the AE or to the advertising agency or to whatever. And they go, oh, my God, that's great. Da, 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 da. Or, you know, can you change this? Dudes? But then it's done. Well, this is something new every day, right? Like there's, there's never a completion. You strive to do better, but the reality is it's an ever-changing thing. That's, that's one of the reasons I like this. Golf is the same thing. It's frustration. It is. It's crazy. It is. There's a completion. There's a completion. And this, and this job can be frustrating. Don't get me wrong. You know, people ask me what I'm most frustrated about. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff. Um, you know, uh, uh, Trump, right? Pain in the ass. We could talk about it all the time. Like some of his stuff. Didn't like some of his stuff. Uh, thought he got blamed for things he shouldn't have got blamed for. And I thought he, he, his ego cost him so much. But then I turn and I look at somebody like Joe Biden. And I'm going to say this. People ask me, am I disappointed? Of course I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in a lot of things. When this is presidency was, is, is been nothing but an absolute debacle from start to finish. It's been, it's been chaos. It's been crazy. It's been, it's just, you name it. I mean, he's been wrong more than people can even count. He's the Democratic president and the Congress is controlled by Democrats. Listen, CNN's Caitlin Collins asked President Biden about inflation on December 10th. It's July now, on December 10th. And President Biden told her then that he thought December 10th was the peak of the crisis. Take a listen. And I think you'll see it change uh, um, sooner than quicker, than more rapidly than it will take than most people think. The economy is racing ahead. It's doing incredibly well. Yeah. And he's been wrong. But what's disappointed me the most, because any president, even if it was Trump, he'd be facing inflation. Would it be this high? Probably not. But he would be facing inflation. We have the highest inflation on the planet as far as industrialized countries go because we spend so much money. Here's my disappointment in all of this. After January 6th, after the contentious insanity after after of the election after coronavirus and the, the continual splinting or splintering of, of us as a nation he had a chance he had a chance to do something different he had a chance to to make the extremes and the fringes exactly that on both sides to bring the, the more than just a, a small group, arguably the largest group, which is the average person, you and I, right? Lean a little bit right, lean a little bit left. He had a chance to do that and to say, look, everybody thinks I'm here to be a placeholder, but I want to leave this in better shape than when, when I got it, meaning I want less contention. I want to try to get stuff done. I want everybody to think that we're going to be, you know, uh, they, they think we're going to be Carter and we're going to surprise them and be more like Clinton. And instead, he's been as divisive. He has been as full of it. His, his party has played the same game that the Republicans did all the while this has gone on. You just sit there and you say, you know what? You're no different you had a chance and you didn't do anything with it. You had a chance and you failed. You had a chance, not so much to be transformative, but to come in and not just steady the ship, 
put the ship on much better ground and much better, calmer waters, you failed. You failed. You failed. That's when people ask me what I'm most frustrated about. Why do I like things like golf? Why do I do all these other things? Because I like to see completion. I like to see stuff get done. And I like to see that in doing all of that, even if I don't think it's the right thing to do in a commercial or the right thing to do on on a, you know, whatever that we're doing in animation or something that we've all kind of compromised and we come to some sort of agreement because that's what you do. And it's been frustrating. It's been the most frustrating thing. You had a chance, and you didn't do it. You had a chance, and you failed. You had a chance to come and do things where you're like, I'm not going to listen to the crazies out there on the fringes of my party. I'm going to tell them, shut up. Look, you want to go green? Fantastic. We're going to get there one day. It ain't today. It ain't today. We're not going to give everybody everything they've ever dreamed of. To be somebody who didn't live in the world of extremes and and party pressure. But he couldn't. He failed. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Speaking of green. God, they love the green, don't they? Congress can and should provide individuals and businesses with long-term incentives to speed up the transition to cheaper, cleaner sources of power. Congress should also support clean energy manufacturing and supply chains right here in the United States. As we deal with high oil and gas prices now, we need to keep our eye on how we can accelerate the transition to more affordable options while making our country much more energy self-reliant in the long term. Oh, sorry. Did you, 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 you continuing to ramble on? Maisie Hirono there, Hawaii. Look, long term. There's a perfect example. Yeah, long term, this is what we want. We want clean energy. We want to get away from all this stuff. We don't want to go to Saudi Arabia every couple of years and have to bow down to them, right? You know, do all that weird. No, we, we, we want to get clean. We want to be a force to reckon with. We are the leaders of the world in just about everything ever. It's time to do that again, but also recognizing Oil's never going away. Fossil fuels are never going away because they're going to be a needed part in all of those things. These things aren't going to build themselves. And you're going to need fossil fuels. And by the way, fossil fuels, again, take away the fuel side of it. Petroleum, it's in everything. It is. You want to buy a water bottle? Check it out. You need plastic? Check it out. We can go on and on. We can get sustainable stuff. Yes, understandable. But to think that it's going away like that, you're fooling yourselves. But they live this, this, this is where you sit here and look at this and say to yourself, here's where you could have been transformative, Biden. Yes, that's great. We want to get there. But we've also got to realize that we've got to service the country and we've got to do the right thing. It's not only great for, for our economy, which makes our, our country even stronger. It's also great for the fact that, that, that we're going to be safer. And on top of that, the safer we are, the safer our allies are. None of that, though. Just continual gibberish. <laughs> Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter tweet at us text a program. I don't think it's continual gibberish, Chad. It just feels that way. It does, doesn't it? Just frustrating as hell. Speaking of insanity and craziness, wait, let's play it one more time. Uh, Kamala, what? 
Seems like maybe it's a small issue, it's a big issue. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. <sighs> She's great. She is. She's fun. <laughs> I don't even know what to say at that point in time. You need to get to go where you got to get to, and when you get there, you got to go. And then, of course, there's getting to go when you got to get to go, get to go, and the gotta gotta get to go when you get to get to get to gotta go. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program Rough Greens R U F F Greens dot com slash Chad. I love it. Give it to my dogs every day. Give it doodle last night. Sprinkle on top of his food. I don't change anything different. And you shouldn't either, but you should try Rough Greens. You're going to get a free bag of Rough Greens. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. It is that simple. You cover the cost of shipping. Guess what happens? Ship you a bag. You don't change anything. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. You watch what happens. Within a week, you'll see it. Mark difference. Within two weeks, the vitamins and minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all of it's going to be working, and you're going to see a different dog. Try it now. Get it for free. Cover the cost of shipping. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. The best supplement I've ever given my dog and my dogs here and alive. That says more than you realize. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. <laughs> Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever get my words. Root for the end. That right there is a minor league baseball GM. Do you know what he's getting as he sings that? A prostate exam. That is right. He is getting a prostate exam. Wants to show everybody the importance of it. Eugene Emeralds, Alan uh, Benavenides, at the single-A San Francisco Giants uh, uh, affiliate. He got the old prostate exam, the old... So it uh, was, was, uh, was interesting. He went to, they didn't do it on the mound, which I thought would have been great. Oh, what was it? Uh, uh, Fletch, remember Fletch? Is that the whole hand, Doc? <laughs> so, oh my Lord, goodness me, America. You don't get that anywhere else. I, I, you don't. Like, I love soccer. Like, I'm watching the old PGA Tour, right? You know, the, you know this is it. This is, the, this is the Open Championship. This is like my jam, right? They're not doing that. And, like, that's the place right there. That's the place. You know, if you're going to do it, like, who's your tour audience? 50 plus. Well, there you go. Hilarious. Hilarious. Take me out. <laughs> I was reading a great article last night. Uh, Deion Sanders. Great uh, Dion, Because uh, talking about why there aren't more blacks in baseball. And he said... I'll tell you why, because these kids grew up where their dads, baseball wasn't a thing, right? My generation, baseball was the thing. My dad played baseball. He played, he was in the Cardinals organization for a long time. My, you know, and, and same things you had, you, you had, you had blacks who played baseball, you know, every, because baseball was so accessible, was everywhere, but basketball 
overtook it. Soccer overtook it. Football overtook it as far as how they wanted to play. They wanted to do something fun. My son doesn't like the sport. It's boring. So he talked about the fact that 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 black fathers in particular, you know, there wasn't access, uh, you know, like there's not a ton of parks, especially in, in, in urban areas. He talked about that. But he also talked about the fact that they're, they're, the kids nowadays, their dads grew up wanting to be Michael Jordan, right? Not Henry Aaron. So it's funny, you know, and he also did talk about the fact that baseball is super expensive, just like Jack. My, you know, Jack's blessed and, uh, you know, you know, he does hockey. It ain't cheap, kids. It ain't cheap. I told you guys this story a lot of times. Kids sports is an absolute boondoggle for coaches. For all. It is nuts. My little brother. So he, he played minor league hockey up until a couple years ago, and he's only like 23, but he had a, more than a few concussions. And I love Tristan, but he, he couldn't afford anymore. He couldn't afford the first one, if you will, uh, let alone this. He is 23. He makes like 80, 90 grand a year coaching hockey. He plays hockey all day, coaching it. And it was always his dream, by the way. Playing in the NHL, yeah, I mean, yeah, but his dream was that. But the last two years that he played you know when he got into a level when he was like 15 16 17 and he was you know i mean he's no longer in school he's going to you know none of the kids are right he's playing for the kings and he's playing for the ducks and they're the it's costing my mother you know 40 50 grand a year plus 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 for him to play hockey that's most people can't afford that baseball's kind of become that way too so i get it it's expensive man it's expensive and that's where it is. Everything's especially. When I was a kid, soccer lasted from here to here. Then it was baseball, and that was from here to here. And then maybe you could play some, you know, there would be a summer soccer league or like some travel baseball, right, after a little league. And then maybe, you know, in the winter again, you'd have another soccer league or something. But now it is everybody specializes, and you got to have coaches, and it's just, oh, it's crazy. But I think baseball, especially here in America, is slowly dying out because who wants to play it? It's boring. We live in a TikTok society. We talked about that earlier. More kids nowadays are watching TikTok far longer than they're watching YouTube. YouTube is antiquated. Think about baseball. Plus, they give prostate exams out of baseball. That's not getting kids to the park. I don't think they're giving out prostate exams. They might. I don't know. That guy was getting one. Not thrilling, I'll tell you that. How was the baseball game? I got a prostate exam. Uh, is that a new rule? It's not a new rule. Isn't that crazy about TikTok, though? And, you know, they talk about, like, that mature thing, and we'll get that in a little bit later, that they're trying to regulate TikTok in some way, shape, or form. But I think the bigger takeaway in this is, and it shows you the society we live in, the TikTok society. YouTube, right, was the thing. People want to be tubers, they want to be YouTubers, influencers, the whole nine yards, right? Instagram and TikTok has blown past it all, but the attention span is nothing anymore for people. What? Did you say something? Ooh, piece of candy. Exactly. Piece of candy. Ooh, shiny thing. Ooh, piece of candy. By the time Jack's going to be, you know, 21, I mean, what what, what is it now? It's just going to be called Blink. What is it? It's a, it's a new thing that they've got for social media. You just look at Blink and it's over. You're like, oh, wow. Remember when you were uh, 
Kid growing up, you used to watch those infomercials, and it was like six-minute abs, five-minute abs. Now it's just going to be two-second to talk. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Uh, So we just passed the 4th of July, and the fact that we celebrated was, uh, well, in this day and age of wokeness, I think everybody's a little shocked by that, waiting for the day where we say it's time to get rid of it all, uh, which is silly and insane, and we know that. Joining us now is the former uh, White House and Pentagon official and, and author of a new book. It's called The 56 Before They and the 4th of July Are Banned. Doug McKinnon joins us. And Doug... Talk a bit about the book. Why the 56? Because, you know, I mean, the joke about what Trump said, you know, eventually going to come and cancel George Washington. Everybody laughed. No, that's not going to happen. Well, it's starting to happen. And uh, go back even further. And I just think we're going to cancel everything that ever existed. Well, that's right, Chad. What happened was, so on the July 3rd of last year, I hadn't even thought about writing the book. And then on July 4th of last year, meaning 2021, I took a, a tour of some of the more liberal news sites, and on show after show, I saw guest after guest calling for not only the cancellation of the 4th of July, but the cancellation of the founding fathers and the American flag. And then if you just jump ahead to 10 days ago, the 4th of July weekend, as you know, you had the city of Orlando saying nobody cares about the 4th of July. The school districts in California calling for a boycott of the 4th of July. Democrats in Arizona saying F the 4th. It's one of these things where there is a concerted effort to get rid of this. And my point was, I, if we don't defend it, if we don't speak up for the founding fathers, everyone's flawed. Everyone makes mistakes. But these 56 men and the founding fathers created the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And we can't allow the left to cancel them. You know, you, you, you talk about, you know, because, again, liberty lessons for those who risked all to sign the Declaration of Independence. Uh, it was bravery. It was something that nobody had ever thought about at the time. And and the way that they did it, they were they were all taking a risk to do that. I don't think people understood that they were taking a risk. Well, they don't, Chad, because as you and I know, unfortunately, they don't teach American history in our schools anymore, at least this American history, honest American history. And as we know, every single one of those 56 men, when they signed the Declaration of Independence, they were signing their own death warrant. And then so many of them were arrested, had their homes burned to the ground, had their wives arrested, the wives in prison, the wives sexually abused, their livestock slaughtered, their sons killed. And, and these are the men that some on the left want to cancel. My, you know, my point in the book is if our history is bad, let's condemn it and learn from it. If our history is good, let's praise it and build upon it. But as Americans, we can never, ever cancel our shared American history. And so for me, the can, you know, calling for the cancellation of the 4th of July was the catalyst for the book. What I try to talk about in the book itself, Chad, is that 24-7, 365, our rights and our liberties are being taken away from us. And these 56 men left a blueprint on how we can save them. Talking to uh, Doug McKinnon, whose book, uh, The 56, Before They and the 4th of July are Banned. Uh, you know, we talk about it. We've we look back in our past. Our past is we've got, you know, we've got black eyes. We've got we've got black marks. We've got checks against us, as does every nation on planet Earth. And some nations are continuing to do that each and every day. We're not perfect. This 
isn't about perfect men. These were flawed individuals, but flawed individuals who sought a better way, flawed individuals who were willing to risk something because they knew the greater good that would come out of it would be amazing. Well, well, more than that, they understood that the tyranny of the crown at the time was literally cutting the oxygen off from the colonies. And again, it's one of those things where I talk about also, Chad, is in many ways, the tyranny of today is worse than the tyranny of 1776, because unfortunately today, the left controls so much of what I call the five major megaphones of the nation, right? Meaning the media, entertainment, academia, and of late, as we've seen, science and medicine. And they get so much more accomplished via omission than anything else. And if they don't report about it, if it didn't happen, and this is why we have to raise our voices ourselves, no one is going to ride over the horizon to save us. It's up to us to save ourselves if we believe in the rule of law, if we believe in sovereign borders, if we believe in these 56 men. We have to speak up now. You know, you, you talk about, like, people, most people have no idea. There was 56. Who signed them? When did they sign them? They all signed right there. How did this all work? How did this break down? And you talk about the death warrants, because it was a death warrant. I mean, you're, you're putting your pen. You know, I watched something the other night. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Talking to uh, Doug McKinney about his new book, The 56. I watched a, a movie the other night called The 47 Ronin, which is a true story, but they've kind of jazzed it up for Hollywood about 47 samurai whose master was killed and they went out and they signed something saying they were coming for revenge which was essentially their death warrant these guys they were signing something that was seriously their death warrant and like you said we don't teach that in class nowadays why was signing this so dangerous because again ultimately it was it was literally treason against the crown for them to do that and if they had ultimately lost the war, every single one of them would have been executed. But even as that was going on, as I said, so many were in prison and had their lives destroyed. And it's one of these things, too, where so, so very much like today, Chad, where so many of the wealthy back then and a lot of the signers back then in 1776 were, were some of the more wealthy people in the colonies. But the vast majority of the wealthy in 1776 were loyalists to the crown. Why? Because they didn't want to rock the boat. They wanted the money to keep coming in. They wanted to keep their land, their privilege. And these 56 men said, that's not right. We can't do that at the expense of the vast majority of the people in the colonies. And then if you look at today, the entrenched elites in, in, in many ways on both sides of the aisle don't care about the vast majority of the working class in this country. And we have to get back to caring about the vast majority of Americans in this country. Talking to uh, uh, Doug McKinnon, former White House and Pentagon official, and he's now best-selling author. His book, The 56, Before They and the Fourth of July are banned. Of the 56, obviously, we know the famous ones. Benjamin, you know, you go and look, Benjamin Family, you know, Thomas Jefferson, all the... Who are some of the ones that people would know about? And, and you know, because I think that's a lot of it. It's 56. People have no idea how many people signed it, any of these kind of things. And I think that's always, a, a, you know, something that people need to be remembered that, yeah, it wasn't just the famous ones we all know uh, that are printed on money. And Chad, that's a great question. One of the joys of doing this book and doing the research, and you have to go back quite a, a bit to get past some of the more biased historians writing about them. But one of the things I discovered was actually, yeah, when, when people think of the Declaration of Independence, the first name that comes to mind is Thomas Jefferson. And that's great, except it was really a, na a man by the name of Richard Henry Lee from Virginia who was the true mover and architect of the, of the liberty movement. But what happened was, and he was going to be the, the, the head of the Committee of Five to draft the Declaration of Independence, and he was going to be the man picked to draft the Declaration of Independence. But what happened, Chad, was on June 10th of 1776, his wife took deathly ill 
and he had to leave the Continental Congress. But he told Jefferson Franklin and Samuel Adams and others, he said, don't wait on me. Let's move forward. We, we don't have one second to waste. So if his wife hadn't become ill, Richard Henry Lee would have been the Thomas Jefferson of our time. And they weren't all signed on the same day, if I'm correct. I believe there were what, uh, several that signed uh, like in August, early August, right? August 2nd, something like that? Yeah, in reality. So John Hancock was the only one because he, he Who just has the biggest signature in the world, and we all laugh at that. Well, he did it on purpose, as you know, Chad, because he wanted, you know, King George to see first and foremost that it was him. And it was a, in your face to King George. It was like, come get me. And then what happened was the, the vast majority of the 56, then you're correct, signed on August 2nd, 1776. But some of them took up until November. And why? It goes back to your original question when we started the segment. Because they had, they were, some of, so many of those men were trying to get their lives in order and their affairs in order so they could protect their family because they expected to be executed after signing that document. And that's why so many of them waited until November. Richard Stockton, he signed and said, no, I don't want to sign. Well, that yeah, but then he came always back. Always fascinating. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but he well, he was he was one of the ones, and he eventually came back and said, no, that was, that was the correct thing to do. What what he was worried about was again, where was the control going to be? And then that was something later on that Richard Henry Lee was talking about too. You know, are you a Federalist or a non-Federalist? Because Richard Henry Lee was opposed to the federalism system because he felt after battling the crown and the power of the crown, we do not want all the power basically situated in in one government entity he wanted it more you know in in the hands of the people and that's one of the things that we've lost today right is that the american people just don't have a say in in their lives the book is interesting and uh if you could tell people look this is what i would like people to understand about not only the book and what i want to get out of it but who these men were what would that be just that they were true American heroes. They were, these were the men, again, as you and I were talking about, as flawed as they may have been because they were just human beings, right? But these are the men that created not only the greatest nation on the face of the earth, but to this day, Chad, as you and I know, a nation where tens of million people around the world suffering from totalitarian regimes want to flee to. Isn't that an amazing accomplishment? And that makes the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution the greatest documents ever created. Absolutely. If people want to get the book, where do they get it? Uh, the best place is still Amazon. They sell about 90% of the books in the country, and so at least that way you get the best discount possible. Fantastic. The 56, before they and the 4th of July are banned. Doug McKinnon, man, great talking to you. I hope we do it again soon. Anytime, Chad. It was an honor. Thank you so much. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter? Tweet at us, text the program. Hello, fresh. Eating fresh is good. Eating good is good. HelloFresh combines the two. Not only is it fresh, it's good for you, and it's super fresh. Now, how would you like restaurant-worthy taste of summer recipes? They're here right now. My favorites, your favorites. Market selections, taste of summer. Completely amazing. It's got the best sides, desserts, all from HelloFresh, and it is incredible. So it rounds out my summer meals. I get it delivered right to me. I don't have to worry about anything. It's pre-portioned ingredients. It's simple. Essentially, they say it's foolproof. It's Chad-proof. The recipes are awesome. Makes cooking easy, breezy, because it's summertime, baby. You know what I mean? So, you know, with me, too, I'm doing a lot of different stuff. I can have stuff delivered to where I'm going, which is fantastic. I need to pause a week. I can pause a week. If I'm going somewhere, boom, they can even get to my vacation spot. That's how amazing it is. All from the app. Get started today with HelloFresh.com slash Benson 16.
That's right, Benson 16. You're going to get 55 weekly options to choose from. All the choices are at any of the meal kit. Absolutely fantastic. You're going to love every single second of this, and it's going to taste delicious. So 16 free meals also coming your way. That's Benson 16 across uh, seven boxes. You're going to get you're going to get three gifts that includes uh, all these amazing meals for free. Benson 16 for 16 free meals. Benson 16 at HelloFresh.com. HelloFresh.com. B-E-N-S-O-N-1-6. Benson 16. Chad Benson. I am not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. <gasps> Don't be a cutie pie. I sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. My views on Khashoggi have made me absolutely positively clear um and i have never been quiet about talking about human rights biden gonna meet with the saudis obviously we know what happened and if you guys don't know the story here's a quick breakdown to keep it simple uh khashoggi jamal khashoggi the most influential voice of freedom in the middle east in fact so much so that he no longer was there Kids live here. He was a resident here, worked for the Washington Post. He was in Turkey, went to an embassy because he was going to marry his girlfriend. I think they were going to do something. While there, he was caught, tortured, murdered by the Saudis, pointing strictly back to MBS, who's the crown prince. And on the campaign trail, Biden said he was going to make them a pariah for the world. Well, with oil where it is, inflation where it is, uh, Iran getting closer to a nuclear weapon, it, this is what politics, but this is also what the, the geopolitical world looks uh, looks like, right? It looks ugly at times. It, it, you're, you're, you're in an area of places that, you know, I, I don't want to be around these people. I don't like these people. They hate us. They hate our ways. They hate everything about us. They like our money. But that being said, this is something we've got to do. And I always go back. If you've never seen Lord of War with the arguably the greatest actor of our generation, Nicolas Cage, and it was it was brilliant. The end of the movie with, with Ethan Hawke, who's this guy who's chasing him, and, and he's just an arms dealer, right? And he talks about the fact that, you know, our president, our people can't be seen with some of these people. They can't be seen in areas with some of these people. So they call him people like him. Yeah, unfortunately, that's what politics is. Did you guys see yesterday with John Bolton? I planned coups. <laughs> what? People freaking out. I'm like, of course. It. That guy has wanted to fight a war with everybody. Is it because he loves America so much? Oh, well, he loves America, but he loves his buddies over who get those fat Pentagon contracts. And, you know, but he's all talking. But he said it so, like, eh, I'm trying to be anywhere. I, uh, coup, coup, yeah, coup. That's, that's, that's what they do. 
there are always people that you look around and you say, who's that guy in this picture? And who's that guy? Uh, those are the guys that you don't know about that uh, allow us to sleep a little easier at night, is is what I'm going to say. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Speaking of war, if we're going to go to war, we better get Maverick. Not anymore, Leonardo DiCaprio. Top Gun Maverick just beat out Titanic as Paramount's highest grossing movie of all time in North America. Everyone here is the best there is. As of Tuesday evening, Top Gun Maverick has earned just shy of $602 million in the U.S. and Canada, inching past Titanic's $600.7 million, unadjusted for inflation. Maverick is now the 12th highest grossing film of all time in North America, but it'll have to turn on its jets if it wants to beat Titanic's worldwide gross which sits at just over $2 billion compared to Maverick's $1.2 billion. Yeah, and it's probably not going to do that because it didn't get into China. And that's a big thing. you got to get into China. Uh, and I would say, look, you know, it's, uh, it's very interesting when, when, you, when you talk about, like, adjusted for inflation. Okay, that's true. You know, Avatar is the number one movie of all time. It's done two point, almost $3 billion. Avengers Endgame did 2.7987. Titanic is third. But the reality is, as much as you adjusted for inflation, you have to do the same thing for the cost of the movie. <laughs> right? Because the cost of the movie also goes up. It's not like, oh, ticket prices went up and the movie cost $100 million to make, but it would cost $100 million 10 years ago. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. And trust me, they'll figure out a way to make a make this thing a loss. Currently, Maverick sits at 22 of the top grossing movies of all time. That's uh, that's pretty good. It's a good gig if you can get it. A lot of Fast and Furious on here. I just want to point that out to you guys. I just want to point that out. There's a lot of Fast and Furious. A lot of Harry Potters. Uh, Wolf Warrior 2. How good was Wolf Warrior 1? I don't know. It must have been really good. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Avatars number one. Avengers 2. Titanic 3. Star Wars Episode 7. The other Avengers. Spidey-Man. No Way Home. Jurassic World. Lion King. The Avengers and Furious 7. Funny thing is Titanic... 1997. Ooh, them some years, right? Exactly. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show's your Twitter. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. 